Thanks for tuning in to the Replatform podcast sponsored by Amplions and Clavio. You're listening to myself, James Gerd, and my co-host, Paul Rogers. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I'm looking forward to another episode. This is going to be an interesting one. Not an area of my core expertise, so I'm going to learn loads. Um, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. If it's your first time, we hope you enjoy it. Do subscribe. You get regular um, alerts. We drop an episode every week, and we'd love a like on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple, etc. So our topic today is building the right MarTech stack for an e-commerce retailer. So, so a quick summary and setup before we introduce our wonderful guest. So the MarTech landscape is cluttered. I think the marketing technology landscape super graphic that keeps going around states is around 5,000 vendors, but in reality, it's probably a lot more. Modern businesses want agile tech stacks, greater speed to market, chasing the elusive single customer of your data, but achieving it isn't always that straightforward, especially when you have legacy system dependencies to, to unpick. And tech selection isn't always well orchestrated. Sometimes there's silos where systems get selected in isolation without company-wide integration. That creates bigger challenges for all the people trying to knit the data and those customer views together. So in this podcast, we're sitting down with an experienced data and technology consultant to discuss some of the common issues of MarTech setups, how to address them, and what a good stack looks like. So let's introduce Depesh. How are you doing, sir? Morning. Not bad. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us. I know some of our um, audience will know you, some won't. So uh, let, let's let's give people a little flavour. So who are you? What do you do, mate? Um, so what do I do? I guess I'm, the, um, I'm between the intersect between ad tech, mark tech, analytics and measurement. Um, so at the moment, I'm pretty much working out my next step. So I left my last full-time job. So I'm doing a bit of consultancy at the moment. So I'm just trying to work out what's next at the moment. Right. Um, and I'll ask the first question um, and just to get like a little bit of definition up front and for the audience and also for me, I guess. Um, what do we mean by MarTech um, in the kind of e-commerce context? I guess it's the um, um, it's a combination of ad tech and MarTech that can deliver against, against um, business and marketing objectives. So have you got an example? Because um, some people come into this like without understanding any terminology. So give some uh, ad tech, ad advertising technology, marketing technology. Can you give an example of a couple of systems that would fit in either of those? So, uh, so I guess it works out is, so I guess most brands, e-commerce brands would have like a, a TMS, a tag management solution, which could be Google Tag Manager or an Adobe or Telium. And, and you also have Google Analytics. Then on the, on the on on the ad tech, martech side of it, with intersect side of it, something maybe like a customer data platform, so it stores all your first party data, any other data, and allows you to go and activate it against your marketing objectives, against your paid social or your programmatic or your email channels as well. Okay, that makes sense. And I guess in terms of kind of implementing uh, this kind of technology stack, like when brands or retailers uh, kind of move towards it's kind of a broader or like best in class martech stack um what usually drives them to do like do that like what are they trying to achieve like what challenges are they kind of facing yeah so i, I guess the challenge is not all martech can do um and can do every job for example speaking a google analytics can't do attribution or a crm i.e like a salesforce is not really ready made for a customer data platform even though it does that. So I, I, I guess we get in the. Uh, I guess we get stuck in the trap of a certain tech can do everything, but it can't. And also, I guess we've also been falling into the trap where 
a lot of the tech has been free. So like the, like the world of Google Analytics and the world of Google Tag Manager, now a Google Tag Manager to move to server side, there's a cost associated to it, or from moving from Google Analytics 3 to Google Analytics 4, now utilizing BigQuery, a data warehousing cloud solution, there's a cost attached to it. So in most cases, um, there's not enough thought about the tech um, about the tech and um, and how it falls in the wider ecosystem, so we get sucked into it. So I, I guess there needs to be a bit more of a thought process in terms of what are the requirements. So I guess we we all we all get Google Tag Manager and we get Google Analytics and we try to fudge it around to make sure it can it give as much as, as you can, but it can't. So a general approach that I've used so far, I've worked with brands is maybe for for any free or paid tech that you're using, create a, in essence, create a scorecard which covers certain elements, the role of the tech, the key benefits, the integrations, the business value, other solutions or competitors who are in the landscape, and, the, and, and, and also who the users are. And that just briefly explains the solution of the tech, what it can provide and who can utilize it. And also, it's one of those things is documentation really isn't a big thing that we look to do. You know, it just becomes, it just ends up taking up dust, but it becomes quite important. Then on the back of that, if you start doing a matrix, so you start looking at different areas. So you do like implementations versus value, cost versus value, and cost versus implementation. So you do that for each tech, then you can stack it up and it gives you a nice, it'll start building a slew, a picture of of what your, of, it'll start building a picture of, of the different techs and, and, and how they can provide different ways in terms of, of the different matrices from implementation versus cost cost versus value, cost versus implementation as well. That just gives you that nice picture. But also, um, with all that, it doesn't give you the context. Obviously, you need the context of what, of where the business is, where the business is going in terms of the maturity as well. Right. And um, I guess, like, kind of sub-question uh, right off the back of something you said at the start. Um, so attribution is obviously, like, a really hot topic at the moment. And... Um, I guess makes sense that that falls into kind of the scope of this type of project that you're working on. Um, what could like a typical attribution stack uh, look like or like tool or like approach? Um, and I know there's kind of different ways of approaching this, but what kind of technologies and tools are you typically working with on that? So, I mean, I guess the word of attribution is probably slowly dying away just because Attribution is more associated with third-party cookies, and obviously third-party cookies are slowly fading away. Um, There's different ways of attribution. I I look at it. There's probably more in-platform attribution that you can probably do within Google Analytics or other other platforms um, that provide it. So I guess there are other solutions out there. One solution that's probably more growing is more of a marketing mix model, or or, or otherwise known as... um, um, otherwise known as um, econometrics. And that requires huge amounts of volume of data. You need two to three years of data and the amount of data behind it. And, it, and, it, and, it, um, and it's also really, really valuable. But there are other tools around, out there, um, like Ringside, our friend Russell McCarthy, who provides a very good solution and away from the Google stack, away from GAFA, Google, Amazon, Adobe, Facebook, outside of that. And... It just gives you a solution to look at measurement, allows you to um, build models, allows you to answer your business questions around it. I guess the big thing around that side of it is it allows you to start building a marketing data warehouse with all your data around it and that side of it. So there's no real solution around 
attribution. There's no single solution. It just depends where you are. You can utilize you know, market mix modeling, which, which requires loads of um, volumes of data, or you can utilize tech like, like Ringside around it. And I think for a lot of people, like Mark, the MarTech ecosystem feels really, really complex. There are so many systems, so many types of system. Yeah, you talked about DXPs, analytics, and as you, as you said, not one system doesn't do everything. But you have all these crossovers where a system that might be able to do some of the the the, um, the user journey piece and some of the analytics, but doesn't do it all. Others that are just purely around you know data layer, tag management, etc. So here's the, I think the ultimate question for people is. How do retailers simplify this? What should they focus on? You know, what are the most important building blocks and what typically drives results in your experience? Okay, so the, the building blocks of a of a MarTech ecosystem. So I guess you have to think of it, it is pretty much a plug-and-play system. So so I guess an e-commerce retailer needs to build the core. So the core is built around a tag management solution. Then you have a cloud solution in terms of a marketing data warehouse. Um, then you have a customer data platform. Then potentially it leads into a data clean room at, at, at a later point. So those three, four become the core. And in essence, once you have that core, it shouldn't really make any difference whether you change your DSP, change your web analytics tool, because if you've got your, if you've got your infrastructure of your data around your cloud solution and marketing data warehouse, it should become quite it should become an easier plug and play. And also if you've got a tag management system and you've got your and you've got a good tag management system set up, changing a solution shouldn't be as complex as well. The challenge around that is it's never it, um, it's never really as straightforward. That's where um the focal point of any the focal point of any MarTech ecosystem should be around measurement. So having your analytics in good order, having your, your data governance in good order, and, and, and also, nailing your, also nailing your measurement. And that should become the gold standard. Once you have that, then you have a better understanding of um, which tech to utilize and where to go to. So if you have your scorecard system that I mentioned earlier, and you have your matrices, and you have a understand, good understanding of your measurement, that, that's, that's your pinnacle. Because the reality is most, businesses will have a tag management solution and a Google Analytics, more or less, or if not, you know, or, or, or another free solution. But we, in terms of measurement, everything falls into, for most businesses, everything falls within Google Analytics. And I think maybe for a lot of businesses, you need to move away from that and, that, and move away from Google Analytics being your core measurement and utilizing a solution like Ringside or any other solutions, there are loads of solutions out there, utilize that and and nail your measurement, get your measurement in good order to understand what is truly happening with your business and your marketing around it. Then you can understand the values of um, getting a CDP. And slightly jumping ahead to CDPs, I guess we jump ahead to CDPs without really understanding um, the metrics behind it and, and how we want to improve our business around it. So is it loyalty? Is it churn? Is it, you know... Um, Repeat purchases. I guess we can we can easily jump to it without really understanding the true value behind it. Cool. Well, actually, we'll, we'll we'll park that CDP customer data platform on because um, there's a question I want to get into on that in a bit more detail in yeah. a bit. But you make an interesting point about measurement. I think this is such a, a clear point to, to to bring out to people is what what are you trying to achieve? What are your like goals, objectives? What are the metrics that sit at the back of them? What data points do you need? How are you going to use them? I find a lot of people jump into technology without 
always having the clearest vision of how they're going to use it. And that can lead to a compromise. You might pick a, a system that you don't actually really need and you're paying a license for an expense. Maybe you don't really need a customer data platform yet. You're not ready as a business for it. You yeah. can do. You can set up all of the tracking and the analytics in the background to capture the data into warehouses, but you don't need the CDP because you're not business ready. Avoid that license cost. Focus on the other bits of the stack first. I mean, do you, do you find that as well? Sometimes people aren't ready to use some of the the other systems and they should be parking that decision for now yes 100 percent. yeah i guess yeah measurement is is one of those conversations is the challenge is i guess we get stuck into the worlds of google and facebook in terms of what they can provide us but doesn't really provide you the insights that you really need and i I guess you need to you really need to strip it back and understand the kind of data points that you need. And if you really think about it, the, mind, the kind of data points you need isn't overly complex, and we probably have that. It's just all scattered over into, um, into different platforms or into different reporting solutions. In essence, you just need to bring all, that, um, all those data points into one solution, and it starts giving you a better, a better view of your, of your performance. And I guess the, I guess the challenge is, is there's so many different ways of measurement it can get quite overwhelming for businesses to understand what do they need. Everyone talks about attribution, but what is really attribution? Then if you go into the world of marketing mix modeling is you need huge amounts of data. It's not easy. Um, it can be quite, it can potentially be quite slow because you might only do it once a year or twice a year, but that doesn't really give you the insights you need on a weekly, monthly basis. Then you also go into mentality, which is really good as well. But you know that that also has its own challenges as well in terms of how you go about setting it up and how you go about doing it as well. So you could do you could do incrementality via the platform basis. Facebook, I mean, they do have a solution around it, and it's really good because obviously of the data they have. But obviously, you don't want to necessarily trust the data that's coming out of Facebook as well. So it becomes a bit of a chicken and egg, and you become you know trust. You just said trust and Facebook in the same sentence. <laughs> I know, yeah. So, yeah. So, because it becomes, you know, it, it the role, the everything around measurement can be quite daunting as well in terms of the data requirements, the care, how do you go about measuring it, and also it's just more legacy stuff. And that, I guess that becomes a challenge. Is businesses have been used to measuring and reporting in a certain way, and when you if you change it. And you change it to a new solution is that's gonna that's gonna cause quite an impact and co- and quite a change in in terms of what the numbers have been saying or were saying. So it becomes it also becomes quite a bit of a cultural shift as well in terms of measurement. How should brands go about kind of building out their measurement needs and kind of sco- do doing the initial scoping process? So yeah, good question. So I guess. You just, I, I guess the first first part is understanding clearly what are your business and marketing objectives from that. Then you strip it back in terms of um, what are the what are the measurement requirements for, on the back of that. So I guess if you think about it, for most businesses, they want to be able to understand on a on a simple level is what is the impact of my marketing on my business on that side of it. So. Is my marketing driving any incremental impact on my business? So if you look at it on that basis, is the kind of data that you really need is um, split out maybe on a daily, weekly, monthly level is <clears throat> your sales data, 
your revenue data, your profitability data. Then from there, you probably need your your channel data. So anything around what's driving channel channel performances. It could be like impressions or TVRs or reach, stuff around that. And that, that all needs to be clearly you know, mapped out in terms of how you wish to break break that data out. So that's from a just a pure from a on, on, on a really I'm really simplifying it, but from a pure measurement performance level and, and in terms of understanding your marketing impact. Then obviously then you got then you got other data points like NPS or um, then you got your first party data in terms of your customer data and also and how you segment that out as well. So and then 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 it becomes in terms of different requirements in terms of what kind of measurement you want. So one could be from a marketing performance side of it, then one could be from a from a customer centric point of view as well. And what kind of data you what what kind of data you require? Then it's a mix of quant and qual data as well. So I, yeah, I guess you just think about all the different data points you have. How um in terms of how do you collect that data, and and what does all the different data points give you? What is Ampliance? In a word, it's freedom. The freedom to build a digital experience as limitless as your vision. Create, preview, schedule and manage all your content in one easy place. Find out more at Ampliance.com. Ampliance. Experience freedom. So something that James and I talk about a lot is um, kind of the vendor selection process and taking a set of requirements and then kind of assessing different vendors and then ultimately selecting um, a vendor or a series of vendors. Um, how should teams go about approaching this? Um, so the first step would be within internally, within the business, I guess you just need to firstly understand what are your requirements as a business? Where are you today and where do you need to get to? I guess that, that's from I think that needs to be clear. And whether you, you can approach vendors directly or you can approach an external agency or consultant to help you around it. And they can probably help you understand the landscape of the different kind of techs and vendors that are out there in the marketplace and the ones that can probably help you um, um, in terms of your business needs and your business requirements. Then I guess you need to, it's a conversation with the vendors in terms of understanding where you are, where do you want to get to, what kind of data do you have, in terms of who's managing the services, is it internally as, a, as an e-commerce retailer you're managing or are you going to be going to an external agency or the vendor going to be managing it? So, you know, those kinds of questions come up in terms of costings and, and, and proposal side of it. And in terms of how do you want your data, how do you want your measurement requirements in terms of that to be able to, get, to, be able to help you and your teams to get the insights that you need. So, from example, what I mean by that is, obviously, everything is going to be impacted by cost. So, um, having attribution, example, reporting, or any any form of modeling reporting on a daily basis is going to be the cost is going to be probably far dear than if you do it on a weekly or monthly basis. Also, understanding how are you going to utilize that data? There's no point getting the data if you're not going to be utilizing it in the right ways as well. So realistically, maybe a, a weekly, a monthly level of reporting is probably maybe going to be more suited to most businesses than on a daily basis. And, th- and then you take it from there. So um, it needs to be taken on a step-by-step journey, but I think you need, you need, from a business point, you need to understand all your data requirements, what data you had, and understand that. 
then from there, the, the platforms and the vendors can help you, guide you, or the consultants can guide you to take you to take you on that journey without you knowing what data you have, the value of each data, each data set that you have, what are your business requirements, where you are today, and where you're going. Then you it, it's going to be literally then, then you're going to be lost in terms of the process around it all. That makes sense. Um, and my next question, so we've talked a bit about single customer view and I think in, in bigger businesses, you know, you need deep pockets and a lot of money to try and achieve this. Um, and obviously you've got data in lots of different places, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas in a smaller business, maybe slightly less complex business, um, there's obviously different approaches. There's kind of like standalone products, et cetera, et cetera, that can maybe get you half the way there. Um, like what, is a good compromise like what are smes um or what should smes be focusing on and how should they approach this um so this is referring to a single customer view aren't you yeah yeah um so on that point is so 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 um to get into position of a single customer view it, it requires having all, uh, so it requires having all the customer data in one place. So all your, so I guess we talked about understanding all your different data requirements. So from your CRM data, your sales data, your transactional data, your trust point data, your your customer feedback data, your NPS data. Either that needs to be stored within a uh, within a cloud solution, so a marketing data warehouse, or, or 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 that data needs to go into a customer data platform. And they're both quite significant investments in terms of where you go with in terms of where you go with so i guess then i guess then it just depends on what are your requirements and i'm guessing something like a customer data platform can give you both sides of the solution is they can give you the view of the single customer view and then you can also go and activate against it as well in terms of your marketing activities as well and your your campaigns but also, I guess it depends on how much you value that data, and do you want to and you want to store it within a marketing data warehouse as well. So there's no real perfect answer solution to that, because the cost and investment of either solution is going to be quite is going to be quite significant. Whether you go for a marketing data warehouse or you go for a customer data platform, unless there's a unless there is a measure unless there's another tech that can provide you everything all in one go, but it's going to be quite a significant investment. But if you want control of and ownership of the data, then it's your marketing data warehouse. But if you want to be able to have that view of the data and to be able to go and activate it against your campaigns and build a customer journey around it, then that becomes your customer data platform as well. So you could probably negate having a marketing data warehouse and put all your data into a customer data platform. Then the challenge is whether you want a tech to be able to do all the measurement around it as well, where we talked about maybe you need an independent measurement solution to be able to help you to understand what's been happening. So it becomes a bit of a chicken and egg situation because then you could end up, I'm I'm a fan of having an independent tech solution, measurement solution, but also becomes a double whammy in terms of the cost side of it as well. So... It's just I'm just trying to think about um, some of the clients I've worked with, and, and and for a lot of them, they're not at 
customer data platform level they they don't either they don't have the capabilities in-house um or they don't have the resources um or it's a costing as you said because it can be expensive knitting all that data together getting it in the right formats and getting it outputted into the right channels so i've seen some move down the route of where they've said well do you know what we're just going to focus on e-commerce and we're going to get a platform like ametria which is a data layer in which is a data platform from e-commerce data and can enable them to build out data views for e-commerce do you see any client any any smes not the big enterprises that have bigger data teams do you see other smes doing this or, or what have you seen where people are trying to do some element of the single customer view but not in its entirety so in essence you you could so you could um utilize it in terms of your CRM plus your business intelligence, which I think you've mentioned, in terms of that. Because I'm guessing what you could do is we are very much embedded into into the world of CAFA, Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook was. So a mix of your CRM plus your BI plus a solution, I know we're going to talk about data cleanliness at a later point, is that can give you your elements of your CDP so you don't have to so you don't have to go and pay a significant investment around it but if you have your if you have a good CRM solution and you and you have good data in there and you have a good bi solution around that then you can just plug and play with different solutions in terms of different working with different vendors and different publishers at different points here in the time to go and activate your campaigns against it as well so it's just it's having that core element around it then, then, become, then it becomes much easier. So you don't necessarily have to have the significant investment up, up front. It's just, uh, it's just utilizing the tools you have with you because every business will have a CRM. Every business will have a business intelligence solution or most likely have a similar solution, whether they own it or you know, they're working with someone on it. So they'll always have that. So it's just working around getting that part of it right and the, the data flows and the measurements and the data layers around it then, then you can, and then, and then every every tech now will have some sort of an API connection that you can utilize as well. You go and activate against. Um, so, just for some context, um, what, what sort of market leaders are we talking about? What what vendor uh, is is a good example of a, a customer data platform? So, the, so, 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 so the one that I've come across is probably, which is probably, I think it is marketing. It's called it's Treasure Data. Um, they're very good. I've also come across the ones like Segment, or or the other one is called Mparticle. So the different forms of different CDPs around it, and every CDP has a different niche around it in terms of what they can offer for every different businesses. There's so many around them. Like obviously, like the like so Salesforce, which was primarily a CRM, has formed a CDP. As well, so the different ways around it. So the ones I've come across are treasure data, segment, and M particle. So those are the main three that I've come across of late. Um, so earlier you mentioned data clean rooms, um, which I've never heard of. Um, would you mind just explaining what these are, how they work, and kind of what the value is for the brand or retailer? Yeah. So so data data clean room is all about user privacy and how brands and publishers can bring data together. So, I'm sorry, can bring data securely together without moving or exposing the underlying data. So it provide um, it provide it provides controls in data access, ensuring privacy measures are adhered to. So that once you have the data, once you have all the data sets in place, then you can 
you can utilize it for different use cases such as segmentation, measurement, reach, and frequency, media measurement, customer journeys, um, and, or, and, and activation. Um, at the moment, the way the landscape is built is you've got your independence and you and you've got your and you, and you've got your big player. So you've got the, so the data. Um, so the likes of Google, Facebook, and Amazon have a data clean room. Then you've got independence such as Infosum, Habu, and LiveRamp. So for example, speaking for an SME, for an e-com retailer who's, who's selling heavily on Amazon, um, they they'll have their own clean room to say with Amazon Marketing Cloud which is core, and within the cloud, the, uh, Amazon will provide you all the different data sets from prime data to advertising data to all the different data points they have available. Then you can then you can plug it in with your own sales and CRM data, and it'll give you a better understanding from how to optimize your ad campaigns to supply chain and logistics as well. So, you, you, so as a brand, you're utilizing your own rich data set with Amazon's rich data set as well. And that you know, for for a small e-com retailer, that 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 you know that could be transformative in that way. Where I think, for my example speaking, is maybe where I find it quite interesting is it probably allows you to start building second-party partnerships away from the world of third-party cookies. For example speaking, you can have an e-com retailer working with the Times, who are both using an independent data clean room, and they could start querying and that. They could query is they could query for customers who have visited the times but haven't purchased from the e-com retailer in the last six months. Then you go and activate a campaign against that segment. So, example speaking is um, for you, Paul. You could be you could be a purchaser of Nike, but you haven't bought anything from them for the last six to twelve months. But you have but you are but you are a subscriber on the times, and you visit them on a regular basis because they can see your frequency. Then they can go and activate a campaign against you or that specific kind of segment on the times. Because both because both the retailer, Nike, example speaking, and the Times have both the data sets in a um, um, in um, in a clean room as well. And also I would expect, yeah, more and more publishers will start having their own clean rooms as well in the in the future. So where that's where if you go back to the whole market ecosystem, having your TMS. Having your marketing data warehouse solution, your cloud solution, and your CDP becomes the core. Then the date, then you can plug and play with different clean rooms. So that so those three tech depends how you utilize your data warehouse and your and your CDP. Then you can utilize the clean room, but it it does require for you to be able to go and use the, um, the data clean room to have your data in good order. And if you think about like a if you think about four box matrix. The data team room is probably right at the top of the in the right hand box, so it requires quite a level, quite a bit of maturity. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then, last question: So, what kind of factors or decision trees should e-com retailers follow when they're deciding on how to approach the CDP? So, should, whether that's a market-leading kind of out-of-the-box vendor versus, you know, sticking with their existing CRM or BI and kind of maybe pushing it a little bit harder and maybe not having access to those same kind of features. Yeah, so I do see more and I've heard more on, I think we previously mentioned it's the CRM and BI could form the element of a CDP. And um, in a way, it, could, it can help you maybe prove the value of moving to a CDP eventually, or it could be the solution that you utilize. I guess with the CRM, with the BI, 
and evolution of, of data clean rooms, you potentially don't really maybe need to go and invest into a independent CDP platform. Where I, I, I think I think where businesses need to weigh up is the pros and cons of and the cost of having a CDP or utilizing CM and BI. So it, it comes up to around people, resources, and skills, which massively dictate this decision. So one area where I think CDP does provide value, which is not which is which is probably overlooked, is looking at from an operation efficiency point of view. So look look at reducing working time or manual tasks. Um, ability to turn around and, um, and activate campaigns quite quickly, depending on what's happening at a certain point in time, and improving workflows. Because I guess you're working with a tech, um, into um, working with a with a tech of a CDP who's going to have advanced workflows and processes that you don't need to worry about. If you do, um, if you don't have a CDP, that then you in, in essence that becomes quite a manual process as well. So those are the different areas I, w- I would look at. But ultimately, a lot of it still comes back down to understanding your data, understanding your measurement and analytics around, and that becomes still core to deciding what happened, what you're doing. So, and the control and the thing around the CDPs is, is CDPs allows you to build customer journeys, so it's built on first-party data, allows you to go and talk across SMS, email, display, forward, all those different, all those different channels. Where if you do it from a from a non CDP point of view, you don't necessarily get that control. Just I guess, I guess you need to weigh up what does one give you, what what does one solution give you and not give you. But a lot of it will come down to people, resources, and skill. So the challenge is, I guess, is for certain businesses they won't have the cost of a to be able to deploy a CDP because the cost are significant. Where a CMMBI can give you a lot of it, but obviously then you need the resources behind you as well. Excellent. I'm going to throw in a, a lovely curveball question for you, which is, what if you had no limitations and you were the, uh, in charge of an e-commerce um, MarTech setup, wh- which which tools would you use and why? Like, what are your go-to tools that you just find work really well together? So from tag management upwards towards data warehouses, data layers, other marketing automation tools? That's a good question. So I guess, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of tag manager, Google Tag Manager and Google Analytics. I still think, you know, you you, you do utilize that. The, the curveball out of that side of it is now with Google Analytics give you a free, free connected to BigQuery. Obviously, it's not free because obviously you have to pay for the query and the data. Then it comes to, I'm a big fan of, as much as I, and I'm a big fan of Google Analytics and Google Tag Manager and the whole Google solution. I'm a big fan of independent tech as well, away from Gaffer. And as I, um, like I mentioned, Ringside, I do think Ringside have a very good solution in there. I think Russell's thought of something, a solution that can that can meet your requirements in different ways. And I, and I believe they utilize the Google Cloud platform as well. So the challenge is, one thing is, is where are you going with your cloud solution? Because I'm sure you've seen, James, where businesses use, utilize multiple different cloud platform solutions from, from Azure to Redshift to Google Cloud as well. So, you know, I guess that's, that's a conversation. That, I think that's probably one conversation businesses start need to be having. Is there, is there, is, 
is the business happy to have a, a different solution for the marketing data warehouse capabilities compared to the rest of the business? So that's a, that's a, that's a slightly another conversation around that side of it. So what I would have is I'll have your TMS, I'll have Google Tag Manager, I'll have your Google Analytics, I'll have an independent measurement solution. So it could be a ringside or could be another one, but just have that independent view. That's that's in essence, that's where I think your growth is going to be coming from. Then you then once you have that once you have that part of your ecosystem. Then it just depends where you want to go with. So ignoring the marketing, <coughs> I, I do think you do need to have a marketing data warehouse, but it just depends where you want to play with and where you're going with as a business in terms of which cloud partner you're working with. Is it going to be Google? Because you, you, you are utilizing Google Analytics 4 and that's going to be a big query. Um, if you're working with an independent um, measurement provider, what do they utilize? Are they using Google Cloud? So is it easy to plug in, or can they, can they can they also provide you the data into your own marketing data warehouse as well? Then from there, in terms of your CDPs, I guess all depends on your requirements in terms of that. So there is like segment, there is M particle, there's treasure data, there's media media mirifics. I can't pronounce that pronounce media mirifics. Um, there is Lexa. So there's so many different um, CDPs out there. It just depends where you want to go with, what are your requirements. Then in terms of the data clean rooms, is there's, there's enough out there, but the, that's also going to be a growing area. But I think from having your TMS, your analytics, your measurement, and your cloud solution, that becomes that becomes your core and your pivot to everything. Then from there, it just depends on what your, what your business requirements are. And potentially, once you have your core and your pivot, you don't need to worry about others. You can just you can you can becomes more it becomes literally a plug and play, because your your tag management becomes your central thread in terms of your your technical your technical requirements. Then you got your analytics. Then you go your measurement, and you got your marketing data warehouse. Then it just then from there you can just work work with any other platform solution or tech as you wish, whenever you wish. So there's no, I can't give a specific answer in terms of which tech is the right one because there's so many different requirements around to it, but you could potentially not need to work with any of them at any given time. It's just, it depends on business requirements and business needs. Spoken like a true consultant there. I'd expect no other, which it, it, it always, the it depends, but qualified with the reason for why it depends. <laughs> it's a phrase yeah, yeah. we all love. Um, excellent. Look, thanks to Pesh. Really appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts. If, if people have got any more questions or maybe people have got more technical questions where they want to deep dive into some of the answers you've given, how do they contact you? A um, couple of ways. So there's my website, um, which is just my name, depeshshah.com. Or just find me on Twitter, which is Mr. Depesh Aisha. Fantastic. Um, thanks very much. And, and thanks to everybody for listening as always. Keep your ear open for the next episode. Uh, let us know of any topics or guests you'd like us to feature. Do subscribe and we'd love a rate on Apple, Spotify or YouTube. Take care, everybody. For more information on this topic, head over to replatform.fm for our audio podcasts. To discuss a project, or if you'd like to chat about any of the topics covered in this episode in more detail, please reach out to myself, James Gerd, or my co-host, Paul Rogers, via LinkedIn and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and keep your ears peeled for the next episode.